0: This is Game Chat with Buona, episode 118, A Dauntless Task for Mobile Gaming. You found Game Chat with Buona. Welcome to the show. Now here's your host, Buona McCall, with all the gaming news of this week. Uh, by the way, that's me. Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 118 of Game Chat with Buona. We have a great show lined up for you. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm happy to announce that the show is now on iTunes, and we're working on getting it on Google Play. So go to your favorite podcatcher if you're on iTunes, of course, and search for Game Chat with Buona. Pretty soon, you'll be able to do it on your Android device as well. Uh, We have posted the episode over at uh, Buona.tv slash blog, which is kind of our temporary landing page, but we haven't really decided on a permanent landing page uh we got about four or five stories to talk about today maybe a little bit more i may squeeze a little bit more into this show like some something squeezable all right let's go Our first story, we're gonna talk about mid-air. mid-air is a FPS Z game that's coming out this Thursday, May 3rd, which is uh which is a clone of the popular series Tribes. Uh, if you've never played this type of game, uh, I don't know how to explain it to you because I'm an old school gamer, and back in the day there was this game called Tribes, and back then it was it was revolutionary because you could get 64 players, a 32 Versus 32 in the same match. And that was kind of the selling point when it first came out. I was like, that many people playing at once? Wow. And then, you know, we discovered things like skiing and all the different capture the flag routes that you can do. The speed of the game became a big deal. And Tribes evolved into Tribes 2, Tribes Vengeance. And most recently, we had Tribes Ascend, which was released by Hi-Rez Studio. And I, I used to, Hi-Rez Studios, which I uh, I streamed over on my... On my Twitch stream, quite often, I even had a little segment called <laughs> Morning Tribus Workouts. Like I was actually working out because I was trying to get better because that's how much I love the game. But anyway, midair is a clone of this particular genre called FPSZ. So there's a lot of fast movement, a lot of sliding, a lot of verticality and a lot of what we call midairs in tribes. They were called blue plate specials where you would. You would have a projectile weapon called a spin fuser in tribes and you would nail a shot midair. And uh, it was kind of a, a skill based shot because there was it was no there was no, no such thing as as a uh, as hit scan. You know, it was all projectile movement and projectile weapons and stuff. So midair launched a couple years ago on the Kickstarter. And I, I think it was a couple years ago. I backed them because I'm a big tribes fan and I got into the alpha the alpha was a little slow a lot of players were working on books I got into the alpha I didn't play that much in the alpha later on in the beta uh, they released on steam early access and I streamed a couple times and uh, it was it was fun uh, the only issue which is kind of understandable is that it, it just lacked a player base there wasn't a lot of people playing it um, at the time so what my hope is and what I'm going to help Kind of promote is to try to increase awareness, get all those tribes of sin players that play tribes of sin back on this genre, and I'm going to be streaming it on 8 p.m. Uh, May third uh, on my on my Twitch stream at, at twitchtv Bona. I'm going to be working with those developers. Maybe we'll do some giveaways and stuff like that. I haven't confirmed that yet, but uh, it is a great great rendition of tribes one and two. If you've ever played tribes one and two, this game will feel right at home. Uh, in a lot of ways it's not a lot of tribe of tribes of sin type things so if you only play tribes of sin you might have to do a little bit of an adjustment especially with skiing skiing works a little bit a little bit different so they've added quite a bit to the game there's some there's some skins in here now there's more maps uh it looks a lot more colorful a lot more fleshed out a lot less alpha and i can't wait to actually get started with this game and start playing it and i hope you all check it out as well that's going to be launching may 3rd it'll be on Steam. And it's going to be free to play. Now, before you get upset, and I know some of you like, ah, free to play, I'm not touching it. Okay, you've got two options, and this may not be for everybody. Let me just throw that out there too. You've got two options. They have a thirty-dollar option, which allows you to buy all progress, and you'll have everything unlocked. So, if you don't want to grind for anything, or if you don't want to, don't want to go down that path, just drop thirty dollars, and you'll have everything. Or you can go the free-to-play route and do some grinding to get the items instead. So, I don't know. People will find ways to call this pay-to-win. And I I don't know. I don't know what to tell them. Um, Other than if you think the game's going to be pay-to-win, just wait and watch. Because I don't think it will be. I think the stuff that they're going to give you in the beginning should be enough for any skilled player to match with anybody that has everything. And having everything doesn't necessarily give you a huge advantage. I'm just going to put that out there as well. This is a very skill based game. It's not all about the items. All right. So check it out, guys. I'm going to put a link to Midair's webpage and their trailer. It's launching May 3rd and I can't wait to play it. Hopefully you guys will check it out as well. And for our next story, we're going to talk about Blizzard a little bit with Heroes of the Storm. This is their MOBA that has been out for quite a quite a few years now. And I don't know. I think it gets a bad rep. It's my favorite MOBA right now. It's the one that I enjoy playing the most while I enjoy watching Dota 2 more than all of them because I think Dota 2 is a very good spectator MOBA, uh, but uh, I don't know. Heroes of the Storm is just more fun to play. Uh, It does a lot of things right. It's not perfect, but it does a lot of things right. Now, the reason why I'm talking about Heroes of the Storm is that they're introducing some lore-based releases and is kind of surprising i've never really seen a moba focus on lore at all and uh heroes of the storm this with their dark nexus event they're now focusing on what exactly the nexus is and what's this whole raven lord deal and what's he doing and why are all these heroes here and what's happening with the world and why can tracer kill uh why can tracer kill etc you know why why are all these? work for and 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 diablo and uh overwatch characters all in the same realm so they're introducing some comics episode one came out this week and um this dart nexus event is going to incorporate all these lore elements into the game in the form of skins and ui changes so it's kind of a unique thing i've never seen uh Someone go to this much length for lore. Now, I have seen Dota 2 do some uh, some UI stuff based on uh, different things that's happening with the game, different skins. But it wasn't really lore related. I think that's the key here. Uh, We've got a Dark Nexus Alarak skin, a Dark Nexus Gul'dan skin, and a bunch of mounts to go with it as well. So more and more content, more skin packs are going to be coming out from Heroes of the Storm to coincide with this particular event. Now again, this game may not be for everybody, but you gotta respect it, man. I mean, Blizzard has come into the realm. They've surpassed Smite, become the third highest or the third biggest MOBA out there right now, which is a big deal. I mean, some people, they they heard the name Blizzard and they are like, oh, Blizzard's gonna take over everything because they do everything right. But, uh, you know, realistically, the MOBA market is not very, you know, ticker, take, take, the words. You can't take over a MOBA market. I mean, with League of Legends out there and Dota 2, people have thousands and thousands and thousands of hours invested in these games. You can't just come in and take it over. I mean, look at all the dead MOBAs that has been left in the wake, like Dawn, Gate and Infinite Crisis and, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the list goes on and on. I'm not going to say Heroes of New Earth because it's still going on, but it's quite small compared to what it used to be. Um, but yeah, you got to give her some respect, man. It's number three. And it surpassed Smite, and that's, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, Dota 2 numbers are dropping. I don't know about League numbers. So Heroes of Storm is respectable in terms of player base. And I, for one, I want to play this, but I have this issue with the game, and let's, let's briefly talk about this. It's, it's something, I don't know if it's with Blizzard games or what, but when I live stream anything Blizzard, everybody leaves. I don't know if there's a hate for Blizzard with my audience, There's a disdain or people just can't stand anything Blizzard. But whenever I stream either Overwatch, even World of Warcraft, when I stream that briefly, uh, Heroes of the Storm, Diablo, 50% of my viewers leave. They just leave. They don't even say anything. And I've noticed it many, many times, and I, I can't put my finger on it. But this is a game, Heroes of the Storm, that I actually enjoy playing, not only with randoms, but I like playing with friends. Now, granted, I don't play much Hero League, and I know there's a lot of spiteful feedback coming from the Hero League crowd about how balance is messed up and how people are being placed improperly. But from a quick play perspective, I I believe that the game is a lot of fun, even with all the imbalancing, because the the matches are quick. The heroes are fun to use. The talent system is very friendly. um, The team based objective play is very fun. And uh, I'm really glad that they're getting to the actual lore because I have no clue why everybody's here. You know, to be honest, I didn't even care. It just happened. I was, I, I didn't care. I didn't care why Tracer was killing uh, people from Warcraft. And, you know, we got Zarya and we got all these people from Overwatch coming in and, you know, ETC and, 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 and Jaina all in there just doing just duking it out. I didn't care. I was like, hey, it's like Super Smash Brothers Blizzard style. But now we're getting some reasons why. So look, please, you know. As they say in Final Fantasy, please look forward to it. There's going to be more of this lore stuff coming out of the Blizzard camp about Heroes of the Storm, starting with Dark Nexus. So check it out, guys. I'll put the link in the show notes about Blizzard's new event, Dark Nexus, which aims to answer the question about how all this stuff started and what's going on. And for our next story, we're going to talk about Dauntless. Dauntless just released a new update today called Seeking the Horizons. This is a major major patch which is going to be leading uh into their major major it's a major thing guys open beta which is going to be launching on may 24th uh it's the first of two major content patches leading up to that uh it has a lot of stuff let me just list off some of the things it has uh four new dire behemoths so it's going to be harder fights for these behemoths new exotic gear gameplay progression rework which is probably going to be one of my more exciting features of all of this. And the new in-game initiative called the Evergame. Um, another thing that they're going to be adding, which I, I asked for, and I, I'm not going to say they listen to me. <laughs> no, I, they, they probably, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take credit. <laughs> anyway, they're going to add a transmog system. So if you like the way a particular armor looks, but you want the stats of another armor, you can use this transmog system plus you'll be able to remap your controls on both keyboard and mouse and gamepad so many good updates leading up to the open beta coming out on on may 24th um so this game is going to be a free-to-play it a free-to-play monster hunter variant uh uh, variant variant (laughs) variant so let's let's just get let's just speak to the elephant in the room i mean there's a lot of good stuff here but a lot of people they diss dauntless when it came out they say oh monster hunter is coming to pc Dauntless is dead on arrival. These guys don't know what they're getting into. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll admit, when that that was said, you know, Dauntless wasn't that big of a game in terms of depth, in terms of what it offered compared to Monster Hunter. And um, I I had faith in the developers. I thought they could really do a good job with a free-to-play type of angle. Because, yeah, that's going to be their selling point. It is free-to-play. Monster Hunter is going to cost money. This is going to be something you can just try right off the bat without putting any any kind of monetary value into it. So with that said, though, I have played Monster Hunter since then. Now, I'm not a big Monster Hunter player. You know, I, this was my first Monster Hunter. I was actually given the PS4 by one of my viewers, which was very generous. And I bought Monster Hunter and I played it for a couple of months and I really, really saw the addiction. I saw how it could be fun. I had a lot of great times with it, but then I hit a wall. And it was not the wall you're probably thinking of. It was a, a questing progression wall. I really hated it. You probably know what I'm talking about, where you had to find those stupid footsteps and track these stupid monsters over and over and over again. The last time I streamed and played Monster Hunter, that's the quest I was stuck on. And I actually stopped playing that night because of that quest. And get this. I haven't launched the game since then. Now everybody tells me, boy, you need to get through the story. You gotta get past that. That's where the real fun begins. I ain't I just ain't got it, man. I, I can't do it. it. It really, really frustrated me. I just didn't want to do that anymore. It was so it was so unfun. It sucked the life out of the out of the stream, sucked the life out of me, and I didn't want to play anymore. And I remember when I played Dauntless, I had a lot of fun. I saw it was rough. I saw that the inventory and the UI and everything was very alpha. And that's what, you know, we were giving the typical excuses to people. Hey, it's very alpha. It's alpha. Blah, 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 blah. It's alpha. It's very early. There's lots of time to change. Blah, blah. And you know, a lot of people, they they hear that nowadays. And it goes in one ear and out the other. Because a lot of game developers out there don't change anything from alpha to release. I'm glad to say that Dauntless looks like a completely different game now. Play Dauntless.com. Go check it out, guys. If you don't have closed beta access... You can just wait until open beta comes out later this month. We're going to test the bugs for you. <laughs> We're going to hash out the bugs for you. And hopefully have a stable game uh, for you on May 24th, where it'll be open to everybody. If you go to Twitch and look for any Dauntless partners, which I'm not I'm thinking about applying, but I'm not a partner right now. Any of the Dauntless partners are going to be giving away closed beta keys. So if you want to you know, watch some gameplay while possibly getting a closed beta key, you can do that as well. Lots of things in here. I just I talked about it at a high level because I haven't really played it, but I've been following the hype and I've been watching other people play it. I'm going to start playing it on my stream tomorrow morning uh, at 10 a.m. Thursday, May 3rd. We're going to be playing Dauntless. This update, twitch.tv slash one, if you want to come by. Uh, And also, I already said earlier in the stream on Thursday night at 8 p.m., we're going to be playing midair. So it's gonna be an exciting stream tomorrow if you are one of my Twitch viewers. Check it out, guys. Playdauntless.com. I'll put the link in the show notes about this patch. It's a doozy. Check it out. All right, for our next story, we're gonna talk about Steam and their decision to include the Switch Pro controller into native support. Now, this is good news for those of you who own a Switch and have purchased a Pro Controller for whatever reason. If you just didn't like the little tiny, tiny joy pads that come with the Switch uh you now can use your switch pro controller natively with steam games it has an interface very similar to what you see with the steam controller that they offer at valve now i'm not a fan of the steam controller but i do like that they've been they've been adding different types of controllers natively to steam for people who want to play different games with controllers now contrary to what popular you know, the popular statements are and what popular belief is a lot of pc gamers do use controllers including myself there's a lot of platformers. There's a lot of twin, uh, twin stick shooters, uh, you know, even games like Elite Dangerous, which takes like joystick inputs and, and HODAS and stuff like that. Simulators and, you know, racing games and Euro Truck Simulator taking wheels. And, you know, we use a lot of peripherals on the PC. That's one of the strengths of the of the platform is that we have that option. Uh, but we do use a lot of controllers. Um, I think a lot of PC gamers out there, including myself, we kind of lean towards either the Xbox or the PlayStation controllers for a lot of our controller needs. But now we have another option. The Switch Pro controller is something that we can add to our arsenal to play natively with Steam. Check it out, guys. I got a story over on Rock Paper Shotgun. They got the details. Steam adds native support for the Switch. I had to snap. I just had to do it. I had to. And for our next story, we're going to talk about Stardew Valley. Multiplayer has finally made its way into beta. So if you played Stardew Valley on single player, on whatever platform you like to play it on, and uh, you were lo- just longing to play with your friends, just say, hey, man, I want to play with my buddy. I want to play with my wife. I want to play with my husband. I want to play with my dog. You probably did say that, didn't you? Anyway, multiplayer is out. You can play with people, do stuff, plant you know, share love interests. actually, you can't do that. Its first proposal gets the marriage, so you better make sure you better, you you got your eye on somebody, you better you better propose before somebody else gets them. You can fish together, you can go look for uh rocks. I forgot how to play this game. I'm not even going to try to beat around the bush. I played it a long time ago. It didn't stick with me. I don't know why, man. I just remember trying to get sprinklers. In Stardew Valley. I was like, man, I'm so sick of watering these stupid plants every day. I have got to get sprinklers. I got sprinklers and I stopped playing. I don't know. Maybe you should call it Sprinkler Simulator. But anyway, I think a lot of you out there wanted to play this game multiplayer. Uh, it adds to the experience, gives you a lot of replayability, comes up with, you know, give you a lot of good stories and stuff to share with one another. Uh, but personally, I, I don't know, man. I've been playing a game called It Lurks Below. That's my survival game right now, Dave <laughs> Brevik. But. That, anyway this story is about stardew valley we're not going to gawk about it lurks below but the, yeah, stardew is, is is you know it's got some elements that i think a lot of you love um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate on it because it's, just because it's not for me doesn't mean you guys can't enjoy it especially when there's a lot of multiplayer things that you could be doing uh, with this game check it out guys i'm linking the rock paper shotgun once more again stardew valley multiplayer is here who are you gonna play with Hopefully not your dog. And for our final story, we're going to talk about mobile gaming. And uh, I, I found this story right. I actually found it while I was recording. Over on Ars Technica, the, the article reads, mobile gaming cements its dominance takes a majority of worldwide sales. And they list a little infographic here from New Zoo, which shows that in 2018, mobile games will generate $70.3 billion. Uh, that's kind of insane. That equates to 51% of the global market. They also list PC gaming and console gaming as well with little subcategories. PC gaming sits at $32.9 billion, whereas consoles sit at $34.6 billion. This is crazy, man. Um, I've been saying it, though. We're going to pull out my my Independence Day quote. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 years. Ain't I been saying it? I've been saying it. That mobile gaming is ginormous, and I've been talking from—I was talking about from a streaming standpoint and how how is just so much untapped marketing potential on Twitch, in, in, in particular, because YouTube seems to be the platform of choice with marketing and promoting mobile games. There's just nobody doing it on Twitch. It's like a hand—a a very small handful of streamers that are doing it and if you think about the money that the mobile game market is making and how much they can push towards content providers the budgets that they probably have it's it's so offset that it's disgusting it is disgusting here's a quote from the article it says just over two years ago we looked back at analyst reports for the 2015 gaming market and highlighted the surprising finding that pc was actually the world's most important gaming platform from a raw revenue perspective but we warned That continued double-digit growth in the mobile market means that PC's market dominance wouldn't last forever. Fast forward to the forecast for the 2018 global game market, and things could scarcely look more different. This 2018 global games market forecast now predicts that mobile games will make up a slim majority, 51%, of all worldwide gaming revenue this year, including smartphones and tablets, but not dedicated gaming handhelds. That's up from 34% in 2015 and just 18% in 2012. Console and PC games will split the remainder of the of the pie relatively evenly in 2018 at 25% and 24% of worldwide spending, respectively. This is absolutely amazing. That just as as far back as 2012 they only had 18%, and six years later they have 51%. And I don't see it slowing down because mobile devices are in the hands of babies now. Yes, babies have tablets. Baby games are popular. You, you, I mean, you don't do that with consoles and PCs today. Just, so shove a tablet in his mouth and shut him up. <laughs> and, he, he's this and he's playing his game and happy. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, a lot of people like to make fun of the of the of a mobile gaming market. And, uh, you know, there's some legit reasons the, the the gaming, the mobile gaming market does have a bad reputation for being very microtransaction heavy. You know, you see something that says, oh, you want to do this. You got to pay to play more like, oh, it must be a mobile game. And same is true for like controls and how the game looks. Oh, look at these graphics. Look at these cartoony graphics. These these giant buttons and all these simple controls it must be a mobile game. But the fact remains, they're making the most money and they have the biggest market. And you know what? That's going to influence you. Whether you want to and I'm like, I'm not going to play mobile games. I'm never going to touch them. Well, guess what? The market is going to dictate where game developers are going to focus their time and effort. And if that 51% climbs to 55, 60, 65, mm, you might see big juggernauts like uh, your, your people like a CD Projekt Red that you love so much. Uh, you got your people over at Blizzard. You got your dudes sitting there over at EA doing their stuff. You know, they might be doing a little bit more mobile stuff because they'd be silly not to. When there's that much market out there and you don't do anything, you know, that's not good business. You know, you can't stick to one platform forever if there's 60, 70, 80 percent of the market on mobile. You got to do something. So, again, I'm not saying it's the doom and gloom of the end of the PC and console market, but you got to keep your eye on this. Mobile is not slowing down. People think mobile is dying. It's not. It's still growing and it's getting bigger. Check it out, guys. Over on RStechnica.com, they got the details. A very nice infographic. You don't even have to read the article to kind of get a sense of how this, is, uh, how this is kind of impactful, but it's a good read as well. Over on Ars Technica, I'll put the link in the show notes. And that concludes episode 118 of Game Chat with Bona. I hope I got the episode number right this time. I listened to the last episode, and I think I said like 115. I'm getting back into the saddle, guys. I've missed podcasting, though. This is a lot of fun. Please, guys, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com. I'm also on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash one. And we stream every day except Wednesdays and Sundays. You can find us in the morning starting at 10 a.m. going to 2 p.m. And also at, and at night at 8 p.m. Eastern up till midnight Eastern every day except Sundays and Wednesday. So if you want to watch me live, you can do that. We produce these episodes every Wednesday. They come out Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And uh, I'm looking forward to to getting things out there. I'm happy to report that my iTunes, like I said in the beginning, my iTunes listing has been approved. And also, I just found out not too long ago that the Google Play entry is there as well. So tell your friends. I'm going to update my show descriptions with all the links to those particular uh, uh, stores, I guess you can call them, so that you can catch the podcast in your favorite pod catcher. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So look for more uh, episodes coming out uh, on uh, next Wednesday. I'm probably just going to stick with Game Chat of Buona for now. But like I said, once I get things streamlined, maybe we'll think about creating a second podcast. Tech Talk will want to bring that back if there's demand and if my workload can handle it. So, all right. I'll see you guys online on Twitch. You can also follow me on Discord. Uh, I, I do a lot of discussions with my community on Discord. Discord.gg slash Buona. That's a URL for my server. Discord. Dot gg slash buona. it's our primary community platform that i communicate with everybody about what's going on uh outside of twitter all right guys take care have a great day this is episode 118 i think and i'll see you all next time